right here man the bandwagon radio make sure you hit that bell subscribe first and foremost you know how we do this thing man before we start the show like to make sure that you got access to us all right so hit that bell subscribe so you get the notifications when we drop a new episode like this one right here another special edition of the rundown segment where i myself sit down with artists across the globe give them a chance to open up about their music their artistry and their craft and of course we got another special guest on the phone lines right now hailing all the way from atlanta georgia my man 40 aboye is on the phone lines what's going on 40 what up though how you doing brother i'm blessed i can't complain that's always good right there man it's always good <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> first and foremost that's the way to start off i'm blessed i'm here we living we breathing yeah yes sir welcome to the show first and foremost bandwagon radio right here uh, broadcasting out of charlotte north carolina um got the new single fortune cookies featuring the res deshaun we're going to talk about that record uh and we'll let you introduce it a little later on before we do that though i'd like to give my listeners a chance to uh find out more about the artist uh 40 all right 40 a boy okay. um so let's start first and foremost um where you were born where you grew up because from my understanding you weren't born and raised in atlanta georgia correct it started in flint no michigan. flint flint, yeah, flint michigan flint and detroit i pretty much uh i'm all michigan i'm uh I've been, I was born and raised in Michigan. I've been in Atlanta, Georgia for like four years now. Okay. All right, so talk to us about, you know, that that, that history from coming up in Flint, Michigan, the Detroit area, um, and then transitioning as an artist uh, to a new location of Atlanta, Georgia, being the new Black Hollywood. How, how did that come about? So let's start in, the, in, in Michigan first and foremost, and then kind of let's paint that picture of the transition um, to you being now in Atlanta. Okay, it was pretty much the, the typical uh, <clears throat> uh, underprivileged, poor, urban upbringing. Uh, you know, I had one parent that worked and one parent that tried to, you know, just watch over the kids. And, and I came from a, a, a rough city, but <clears throat> it, it produced a lot of uh, athletes and a lot of artists and stuff like that. So I was able to turn the 
music and sports at an early age to, you know, try to combat that. And, you know, I've just been working since a kid doing music and and I really enjoy it. So that's what, that's been my passion most of my life. Okay. And what brought you to Atlanta, Georgia? Was it the music and the career uh, path that that took you to Atlanta? (laughs) No, not really, man. Uh, Actually, uh, I was going to let music go at the time before I came here because, um, it's like a sad story a little bit. Um, my brother, um, he passed away that I do music with. He, uh, he committed suicide in 2014. I'm sorry to hear that. And, um, yeah. And we was a group, like we did music together. We've been doing music together all our lives. We were three years apart. So when he, uh, passed, you know, um, my passion for music was, I was going to kind of let it go. But then I had so many people that, you know, was inspired by me and, and it was pushing me that I came down to Atlanta to audition for this show that uh, T.I. was putting on. It was going to be on national TV. Okay. And I actually came down here and out of, of over a thousand people, I was a finalist. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So at that point, the radio station was there. They wanted the biggest radio station in Atlanta. They wanted to do an interview with me and they had me do a drop on their station. And, you know, they were telling me I should, you know, come down and, you know, try to pursue my music down here on the bigger market. Okay. So, you know, that's what made me decide to, to make the move. Got you. Can you talk about that show at all? Um... Uh, I can't remember the name of it, actually, because they didn't actually air it. Okay. It was like one of it was like one of those shows, like um, almost like America Got Talent or something like that. It was gotcha. one of them shows that he was going to be a part of. And it was supposed to take place in Vegas. But uh, I don't know if the funding for it fell apart or what happened. But the show didn't actually go through. But I was one of the finalists. And then I started meeting a lot of contacts. Like I said, the radio station called me in. So it worked out regardless. Now, if you can talk to us a little bit about that hurt and that pain of losing your loved one, somebody, you know, a partner, if you will, in this music game. Like, how how was that? moving forward like picking up and moving forward and saying i gotta do this what like what was that energy like what what vibe came over you uh it, it was his children that he left behind he left behind uh five they was five and four at the time so uh my two nephews they uh they loved our music and you know they just was on me about making new material and you know and they just loved our music so much that it inspired me to do it for them and then I had a lot of pain inside of me because, you know, suicide take a toll on the family because it comes out of nowhere. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of questions that, you know, you have that can't be answered. So, you know, I guess I use it as fuel, that pain. And it inspired the new two albums I just did. You know, I just did two new albums that I haven't released yet. And um, it's inspired by him. It's inspired by my journey. You know, we come from a rough life, so. That's what's up. And talking about the new project, uh, the new single, Fortune Cookies, featuring Derez Deshaun. So let's talk about the the record a little bit. Um, first off, let me start with what I thought about the record. Uh, and then we'll talk about it um, exclusively itself and, and, and bit by bit. Um, I like to really, I'm a really, uh, I'm a fan, of course, of music, first and foremost. So I like, I really listen, you know. Um, so... First and foremost, what I felt about this record is, I, I got to start by saying it's definitely a vibe. It's a vibe on this record. Um, Thanks. Motivational, inspirational record. Um, I love the melodic tones and vibes in the record. Uh, it's definitely a radio record. 
Um, Appreciate it. I hear a lot of wisdom and perspective in the lyrics. Uh, this record has purpose and definitely a, a dope collab with Derez Deshaun to help sell the vibe, of course. So overall, a solid song, a solid project. Um, and like I said, definitely has the crossover ability. So I could hear it on radio, of course. I can hear it movie soundtrack. I can hear it ride into the, you know, ride into the club. You can hear it in the club. Um, so it, it has, I think it, it's very diverse, um, a, a record that's very diverse and can, can be played in many different arenas. Uh, that's funny you mentioned that because uh, I was, you know, talking to uh, a guy today and, um, you know, I didn't want to be the, the typical everybody's, um, the artist that everybody's trying to be, mm-hmm. pretty much that's trying to be famous and on the radio. I would love the radio and, and, and billboards, but it was funny that you mentioned the movie thing because that's part of what I'm trying to do also with the music is do music for TV films and commercials. So, you know, that's, you know, because I'm a songwriter also, so I'm not just, you know, stuck in a box of trying to, you know, be this famous rapper on all the radio stations, but I would love it if it happens, you know? Yeah. No, I I definitely, I appreciate your take on that because when I had talked to artists, I like to tell them that same thing, like be open-minded. Don't think that you have to just be here or just be played there. Like, keep an open mind. You never know what arena your your record could really, like, take over in, you know, so be open-minded. You know, if it's not radio, maybe it's a movie soundtrack. Maybe maybe it's played in a department store over their speakers, you know, to encourage people to shop, and it's a good feel-good record, you know. So you, you got to mm-hmm. be open-minded, you know. There's not just one way to push a record nowadays with all these different right. platforms. You're right. So let me ask you a question. You being an OG, um, what, what can you tell the up-and-coming young artists that feel like every song has to be violent or aggressive? <laughs> uh, that's funny, too, man, because um, the, the sad thing is it's not funny, but it's funny that you mentioned it because I was having this conversation as well earlier, and I was telling my nephew that, you know, uh, because they're trying to get into music and, they let me hear their little rhymes, and every rhyme is about a gun or Roly or necklace or this or that. And, you know, I was just giving them – the advice I would give young artists is the best music you can ever make is the music that comes from your heart and your soul, your life experiences, what you've really been through, and what you're trying to make it out of. See, it's, it's okay to, to say that we was a part of a violent society or we had to sell drugs to survive. That's fine. That's part of our story. We can't change that. But what we can do is stop trying to glorify it for young kids or look at it like that's what they need to do and that's who they need to be because we don't discuss the pain and the heartache that come with that lifestyle. And so that's what I give in my music. I give you the pain and the heartache. I don't glorify the street stuff, even though that's where I come from. So I think that's a great segue into what was the reason for the title of the single, Fortune Cookies? <laughs> uh, well, actually, it's the title of the whole album and the, project, and the yeah, single. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I felt like in this project, every song got a message in it, you know, and sometimes the messages be hidden, you know, beyond the surface of the hook or the track itself, you know, because I'm an artist with substance. Yeah. So if you listen to every song, you're going to find a message in there for you. 
once I heard the record and I heard the substance and the content, I definitely got the title Fortune Cookies. You know, I, I definitely, like I said, motivational, inspirational. You pick and choose out of that cookie what you hear, which, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, everybody haven't been through the same things. We are individual. Some of us all grew up in rough areas, but we all have different experiences. You know, I, I have friends who come from the same area as me, but their mama left them in a dumpster and they was raised out of foster home and we became friends. You know, I have friends who parents were like mine, were drug dealers and, you know, and violent. You know, then I have parents, people, parents who were drug addicts. So even though we all come from the same area, we all had different stories, you know. Now, let me ask you a question about the recording of this record. How was it working with Derez Deshaun? It was great, man. Uh, he actually works with uh, one of my engineers that I was doing music with. And once I did the song, the original version, I didn't have no one on there. And he was listening to it. And then I put a clip up on it on Instagram. And Derez Deshaun commented on it. And, you know, he just sent me a fire emoji. Oh, wow. And then, yeah, so then I told my engineer, I think Derez liked this song, man. Well, uh, what you think about getting him on there? And then, you know, the rest was history. He put it together and, you know, Derez came through and maybe he was in the mood, you know, to, in that same type of mind frame yeah. I was in. Uplift. He, he was delivered in up, as yeah. well. He was in that uplifting mode. Yeah. So so you didn't really have to explain the concept of the record to him. He was pretty much, he caught on and picked up. Oh, yeah, yeah, the he direction. jumped right in. Yeah. yeah, he jumped right in. He wrote his verse in, like, seven, eight minutes. I mean, he was, like I said, he was in the mind state. Like, I, it was perfect timing because I, I hate to say this with what, what I'm about to say, but he actually experienced suicide the week I sent him the song. Oh, wow. So he was in that same type of mind frame like you. me. You know what I'm saying? So is this was one of those records that seemed like it was needed between both artists? Yeah, I guess so. You know, it's 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 doing good streaming wise right now on all platforms, and everybody rocking with it is doing. You know, fat is moving faster than a lot of my songs have ever moved. So, you know, it's it's it's, it's real organic. So I hope you know it it continues to do what it's doing. So obviously this is the one, like you said, out of out of the other past records, you feel like this one has gained the most uh, attention and the fastest. Yeah, and it's because of I also have more experience now. I have more. Uh, I'm more known in Atlanta now, so a lot of that stuff is is part of the reason also yeah. because you know I've I've been hanging with Jeezy, I've been hanging with Outkast and different people like that that's known in Atlanta, so. You know that kind of help also. Yeah. What's uh, most important to you, being a, a CEO now of your own label and an artist? Like, what what do you value now? What's important to you? Not just being just the artist, but not the CEO. You know, the boss. Uh, what what values I have now is is first of all, foremost, definitely getting my career to a place to where I can help other uh, young artists uh, evolve and. And you know, find a find a voice. You know, so uh, Stoners Avenue is just it's open to other artists that want to come in that that got talent and you know have a story and they serious about music. So I, I guess I look forward to after I complete what I'm doing, helping somebody else get to where I was able to get to. 
that's beautiful that you already have a vision in mind to reach back and help others. That that's a part of the growth of your brand. Yeah, and I seen you know that was the you know uh, a lot of people that I I looked at and 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 seen do that for other people. It was inspiring, like how Ross brought Meek Mill and Wale in and yeah. and gave them some of the best deals they ever received. And they had been working hard for a long time, but they didn't get they they shine till Ross you know looked out. And you know I look at things like that, and I you know I was inspired to do that with my label. On the phone lines right now, talking to Forty Aboye, uh, Atlanta, GA, by way of Flint, Michigan. Um, before we get into the record, I, I I had to ask this question: Being an artist in Black Hollywood, how would you describe the ups and downs you've witnessed in the game? Like you said, you've now been around a lot of celebrity artists and you know producers and engineers now. So, what are some of those ups and downs that you've seen that you've witnessed yourself? Um. Uh the the downside i would say when i first got here that uh i actually thought my music was ready to compete with the bigger artists and i uh found out quickly that my production you know wasn't up to par the recording levels wasn't right and a lot of things about the business i didn't know so when i first got here that was discouraging because it made me feel like I was a baby in something that I had been doing for so long. Mm. So once I got here, I was kind of frustrated at, you know, getting into the groove of Atlanta and competing in the big market. The upside was... What's that upside? The upside was actually having the focus to to persevere through that and actually get to work. And people started appreciating my talent, and I was able to gain connections very fast because of my talent level. Mm-hmm. And a lot of artists from Atlanta didn't even understand that because I was a newcomer from Michigan, and here I am hanging around people that they idolized and had never been around like that. You know, so that I can say that was a very big upside. Let's talk about the album real quick. Okay. Uh, release date on the album. I haven't set one yet because of COVID. Um, um, this 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 has been a frustrating time. This yeah. COVID, um, you know, it, I put the single out and I guess I'm gonna ride it for it, you know, because it's doing good. So I'm I'm gonna ride the single out and you know, and, and shop some options around. Maybe look for some partnerships that I haven't looked for before because I have a bigger following now and and see, you know, what I can shake business wise to make 2021 big. Yeah. You know, get over this election and all of this stuff, and you know. Go from there. So we'll be on the lookout for the album. Yeah, I would say December or January 2021 at the latest. I want to okay. let the election play out, let the tension in the country, the racial tension. There's just a lot of a lot of stuff going on in the country that, you know, just don't feel good, you know. Yeah. Well, I think you did it right, of course, releasing a, a record that's needed during this time, a, a you know, motivational, inspirational record, a, a conscious record in a sense that could still, like I said, be played in different, many different arenas, um, which, is a, which is a plus. So I think that's a great introduction to, to hold people off until the album drops, especially now knowing your focus for your music and the brand. Yes, definitely. Okay. And I got some some big singles coming right after. So everything is already set and loaded. I'm just waiting to hit the button. That's all. Gotcha. As an artist, what do you appreciate most about making music? Uh, the freedom of thought. 
that's what I appreciate the most about it. It's um, for people who come from a rough life, sometimes we get in our head a lot and we struggle with decision-making and, 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 you know, we struggle with, you know, depression and a lot of, and that's another thing I'm going to be addressing as I build my platform, mental health awareness, Mm -hmm. because of course I told you what my experience was suicide. So I've seen what this type of pressure you put on yourself can do to people mentally, you know, even after the success, it's been successful people that committed suicide. So, so the music gives me a, a, a freedom of thought to where I can relax. I can be myself. I can get things in my soul that may be troubling me out. And sometimes that's the best thing to do is release. So coming up in the game, who are some of those uh, artists that you looked up to or inspired you that, that made you want to even pick up the microphone, pick up the pen and the pad? Like who who are some of those greats? Uh, you know, even if it's not a, a, a recognizable person, name a couple of those people that just inspire you. <laughs> the, it, most people will laugh as a, at a rapper saying this because most rappers always mention rappers. But uh, from my mom's uh, stories, me and my brother was infatuated with Motown and Michael Jackson and Stevie Wonder and Marvin Gaye. It was oh, actually man. people like them who inspired me to want to do music. It wasn't actually rappers at first. Now, that's dope. That's actually dope because, I mean, you know, we all know that that's, those are the originators, you know, when it comes to that, 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 that music and, you know, how it, how it developed and how it grew, how it expanded uh, into the hip-hop that we know it today. It, it started from bands and groups like that anyway. So Yeah, know. yeah. And in the, in the late 80s and early 90s is when we were little kids, the older people back then, they found joy out of kids performing those. Old, well, in my family, because nah, I had a musical mine family. Too, mine too. So they would have us little kids running around singing the little nasty songs. They'll whoop us if we say a cuss <laughs> word or, you know. But they found joy in us trying to perform New Edition and Michael Jackson. And we all wanted to be, everybody wanted to be Michael Jackson. So, you know, that's where it started from. And then it grew to rappers. And, you know, some of the, you know, rappers, most people will say Tupac, Biggie, Rakim, um, you know, even Run DMC, even though I was a little kid, I just wanted to dress like like them. <laughs> the Adidas with no laces. Yeah, and Adidas sweatsuits. <laughs> I, I was infatuated with them Adidas sweatsuits. With the gold dookie <laughs> ropes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I wasn't on enough for them yet. <laughs> My uncles had them on, but as a little kid, we wanted them little jumpsuits. Yes, sir. Looking fly. Wanted to look fly like you was in the video. <laughs> yeah, man. Wanted the little Kango hat and everything. Mm-hmm. So what does a recording session look like with 40? What, what what do you need in the studio? You know, are you you like a lot of people around? You like it quiet, peaceful? What is what does a session look like with Ford? Uh, well, since I've been in Atlanta, it's very peaceful. Like, uh, that was a difference too. Uh, my environment in Flint was more. I was working with a, a football legend, uh, Andre Rising. Uh, oh. Me and my brother. Wow. Yeah, I've been working with okay. him. Yeah, as a teenager, he he had us around Breed and Tupac. I was just, you know, just he had us around as a teenager and brought us up under him doing music and stuff. And then when we got grown, we became artists that was under his label. You know, um, we was working with him for a while, you know, so I was around NFL lifestyle. You know, he had me around a lot of celebrities and, you know, and it it was fun. Like, you know, I had fun, 
but we was doing music more privately, like a family. Mm-hmm. Like, so it would just be two or three of us in the studio. When I got to Atlanta, I, I was recording with a big engineer, so I would be coming and it would be big sessions going on. And they would just stay and listen to me. <laughs> so that was different, but I'm seasoned and, you know, I don't really have nerves when it comes to music. So, you know, it's been cool, man. I don't really need nothing in the studio. I come inspired already. You know, That's I need my water. <laughs> I'll throw that in. Got to have water, man. I need my water. So you need that agua. We all yeah. we all supposed to be on this. But <laughs> <laughs> I need my water, man. That's what's up. Brother say he's staying hydrated while he in that booth. Got to. It'd be hot in there. <laughs> How do you feel um, being an artist? How do you feel about today's climate of music and the artists in the game right now? Uh, I respect it. I respect it. I, um, I've noticed a lot of people that criticize the newer artists. You know, they you know talk about mumble rap and this and that and the third. But I just respect that people are trying to feed their families and live their life through their passions, which is music. Because if they didn't have passion for it, you can't do this. You just can't do it. You being an OG again, an OG artist in the game, somebody that's experienced a lot, seen a lot, who's who's been around big-name artists, big-name athletes, how important do you think it is for the team around any artist or celebrity? Would you say you have a good team around you? Well, I'll say I'm creating one uh, daily. Um, I don't think you ever have a complete team if you didn't start with someone and and y'all work together all the way through your career. Mm. So by me moving, I lost a lot of friends coming to Atlanta. So I was on visitor turf. You know what I'm saying? This wasn't my home turf. So I didn't come. I came solo and I just came on a mission. And as I was working, people started guiding and helping me along the way. And I started building a team. Mm. So it's important to have, someone that believes in you definitely but you got to believe in yourself that's where it starts you just got to believe in yourself and you can't depend on nobody it's hard work what would you say is your ultimate goal in the music industry i want to bring something different to the table like diverse like i was telling you about um it's more outside of the music type stuff that i want to bring but you know like far as mental health awareness and I just want to leave a, a, a trailblaze behind me of of an artist doing something that no other artist d- done before. So therefore, I don't want to just be successful in music. I want to be able to be successful in music, but also bring things outside of music to help others in, in society that's struggling with life. You know, because everything ain't about glitz and glamour and, and fame and fortune. You know, so, you know, I, I plan on doing a lot of work using my platform to help others. That's what's up right there, man. Fortia Boye on the phone lines right now. Uh, representing Atlanta, Georgia by way of Flint, Michigan. We're going to release the single Fortune Cookies in just a moment. Before we do that, though, what's coming up for 40, man? What's on the verge? Any other projects, any visuals my listeners should be on the lookout for? Sure. Yeah, I got a few. I got a few visuals done. I got uh, a single called Boss that's coming out probably um, – I may drop it in December before the album. And then I got a big Christmas song. Uh, it's called Trapping for Christmas. Okay. And I'm going to shoot Yeah, I'm gonna shoot a video to that. It's going to be a funny visual. 
and the song is dope. Like I, I really think it's one of the best Christmas songs ever from the hip hop version, okay. you know, in the hip hop field, because there's not too many people taking advantage of doing those type of songs. Like I done heard people doing, but not in the, on what I'm doing with it. Gotcha. Like, it's, it's really, it's, it's really a vibe. Okay. You know? We'll definitely hear your music, so I could imagine what that Christmas song would sound like or project would sound like. It's too. crazy, man. It's crazy. You'll love it, man. Well, we definitely be on the lookout for that. Uh, go ahead and give your social media out for all my listeners so they can follow you. For sure. My social media, y'all can follow me at 40ABIOYE. That's the number 40ABIOYE. 40 a boy yay on all social media you heard it right here first and foremost yeah man go ahead introduce that new record for the people 40 uh let's get it so this is a new record by me featuring derez deshaun it's called fortune cookies and it's about turning your losses into wins baby so Let's be the L.A. Lakers and win the championship off this one. <laughs> <laughs> My man, 40 and boy, yay. Y'all crank it up right here. New heat right here on the Bandwagon Radio. Let it go. I can take a loss knowing I'm going to win again. I don't care if people see me as more important. I know everything I got in me is worth a fortune. Everything I had before, I can get it all again. I can take a loss knowing I'm going to win again. I don't care if Cause the pen's just like toes and everybody got one You out here looking like a toe Like some likes gonna make your cash grow I'm just trying to make my cash grow Let the grass when you don't cut it Need to level up your hustle cause that lazy don't cut it Where I'm from, from a city don't nobody ever come Can't even use the water but I guess they think we stupid Cause they gave it to Obama now I'm trying to move my Put that on my granny and my mama. I took the pain, turning into motivation. Shout out to Jermaine. Thought that when you left this world, I wouldn't be the same. But your children gave me purpose. They believed in me when I was feeling worthless. Lit my Everything I had down. before, I can get it all again. I can take a loss, knowing I'ma win again. I don't care if people see me as poor and poor. I know everything I got in me is worth a fortune. Everything I had before. I can take a loss knowing I'ma win again. I don't care if people see me as more important. I know everything I got in me is worth a fortune. Talking my losses all took a lot. It hurt, but it hurt worse when ain't nothing you could do about it. I promise lately I've been dealing with too many problems. Dealing with niggas' problems. Been having friendship problems. Drinking the liquor baller till the niggas sick of problems. I deal with it again, now I'm a prescription popper. I deal with it again, I try to forget the problem. I deal with it and smile, cause my children watching. Uh-huh. Pain turn me to a beast, diamonds in my teeth. Bought a rollie, they said time was cheap. Guess they lied to me. If you know me, you know I ain't sweet. Bought it in my reach, fully loaded with the Marpees. Everything I had before, I can get it all again. I can take a loss, knowing I'ma win again. I don't care if people see me as more important. I know everything I got in me is worth a fortune. Everything I had before, I can get it all again. I can take a loss, knowing I'ma win again. I don't care if people.